Stokes here. Walks across the dead ball line. Now sprints back for Manly. Up he goes. Changes direction. This is rugby league, folks. Have a look at it. Links up with Cherry Evans. And still on for Manley. Away from Hess. Kicks in field. Look who's there. Tom. I'm happy with it. Big chase there. My goodness. Hello and welcome to the SC Playbook Podcast. Proudly brought to you by Pat and George from Mortgage Choice SCW. I am your host, Tim Williams. I'll tell you what, it is NRL Supercoach Grand Final Week for head-to-head. Uh, just about all competitions. Some people have their their competition set for the grand final to be in round 25, but the vast majority this week, and we've got a special treat on this show because the SC Playbook head-to-head final, it's between Desi Creek and Walsh Carlos. We've got them both on this episode. Uh, so we're going to preview that fixture, one of the biggest games of the weekend. Walsh, it's been a while, mate. The uh, the 2019 NRL 2 runner-up. This could be your opportunity to, to get one back on Desi. Oh, it's been a long time coming, Timmy. So, no, finally a chance to get some revenge on Desi. Um, We all met Desi. No, we'd sort of um, come out of the blue because I haven't had a lot to play for and then I've had a couple of good weeks at the right right end and it ends up being me and Desi. So, should be a good showdown. Old old rivalry united. Uh, And whilst you're a hard man to pin down these days, you're you're a busy family man, looking after footy, looking after kids, wives, all sorts of things. Uh, Mate, how you been? And how's the side been going, more importantly? Wives, I've only got one wife, Timmy. Better just oh, clarify oh. that. <laughs> I just, I just, a good looking man that you are. There had to yep. be numerous. Yeah, down to one, down to one wife. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no. <laughs> what was the question, bro? Oh, I don't even know anymore, mate. No, how have you been, mate? How's the supercoach side tracking? Uh, I've switched off a bit on the supercoach, to be honest, Timmy. Like, and it might be reflected in my input to tonight, but. Um, yeah, look, I've just been trying to scrape into the top 1,000. Um, sitting at the moment after a really good weekend, I had I scored 1,596. So that's my best score for a long time. I know it was a big scoring round. I'm sitting in 1,286th place. So two trades up my sleeve, which I'm not overly keen on using this week. Um, so... Got a bit of Arsenal there. Maybe I can sneak into the top thousand. Do you get a KFC voucher or something? You do, mate. KFC voucher. You might have get a pair of socks, uh, the world's largest wicked wing key ring that is just the most poorly user designed key ring I've ever seen in my life. But it is a big chicken wing that you get to carry around, so it's pretty cool. <laughs> and, um, very high standards. Speaking of high, stand- <laughs> Speaking of high <laughs> standards, uh, 2019 champion. Desi Creek is on an absolute tear. Desi, how are you, mate? I'm good, Timmy. Thanks for the emphasis on the champion there. Um, yeah, I had a tough semi against Matty Ryan, so, um, yeah, I was lucky to get through it. I think we both scored over 1,500. Um, so, yeah, condolences go out to him, but he gave me a hell of a run. Um, obviously, he's been listening and taking, the, taking our tips. That's why he's gone so well. Desi... You're a, you're a man in absolute form uh, and you, you're getting stronger as the season goes on. How much do you put it down to, to my strategy and con- constant reiteration of depth and uh, playing the long-term game? Yeah, I guess. I mean, t- to some degree, but we haven't really needed that much depth this season to get through so far. Like, it hasn't been as, as bad as I thought it was going to be. COVID hasn't really torn through sides. So um, I guess it's good, yeah. That's why I'm sitting in the top 200. But, yeah, I'm kind of hoping for some carnage over these last two weeks because I've also got two trades left like Walsh. So, yeah, I'm also not really keen to use them either. I kind of just want mass restings in that final round and then use them then. Mate, you weren't meant to to take that question too seriously. You made me sound like a flog by taking it out front on. But, no, you're right in saying that we haven't needed depth probably as much as we anticipated. About three weeks ago when we lost Nathan Cleary, Ryan Pappenhausen, uh, for the 0.01% of us that lost Caelan Ponga and a few others that looked like, you know, things were going to crumble in the back end of the season. But I think because every team in the top eight has been playing for something, it hasn't sort of really allowed for any resting or, or anything like that. Uh, also, need to talk through <clears throat> through the round 24 Supergirl Chatham with us is the Supergirl Spy. Spy, how are you, mate? Not bad, boys. Um, it's a bit dull over at Spy headquarters. It's been a it's been a steady end of the season. Nothing bad, but nothing good. 
in particular, I feel like every weekend over the last four to six weeks, I've sat down, my sides looked okay, they've performed pretty well, and then Latrell comes out and brings <laughs> out his massive ton, and I'm back to square one. <laughs> so it's killing me not having him, especially how keen I was when he came back from the States and just didn't end up grabbing him, then I just couldn't afford him, couldn't get him in. So um, I really hope the last month of footy he might have calmed down a little bit, but he's just playing too bloody well at the moment. So, yeah, between him and Valentine Holmes as well, um, I just can't make any ground up. I'm sitting sitting in the 3,000s still. As I said, just steady, nothing really to write home about. So hopefully at some point uh, Trell knocks out a 20 and, and my guy goes 120 to get a bit back. But we'll see how we go. Two weeks left, uh, and speaking of depth, I've got, Everyone in my squad, bar one, playing, so a bit of carnage. I'm with you, Desi. Bring it on, hey? Yeah, you and I both spy watching the trail, G. It's been a tough watch, but uh, sometimes you just got just got to admit when you got one wrong, and uh, the man sitting in the top 200, Desi Creek, he called it a while back that he had to have Latrell, and he's been on an absolute tear. So fair play to you, Desi. Uh, the Stallions, 14.93 last week. I thought I had a belter of a week, and I jumped up about 20 spots to 933rd overall, so... I think the overall winner of the week was something like 750 points. Just a huge weekend of Supercoach scoring. Guys, on today's show, we'll go through the Supercoach relevant team news, the SC Playbook in-house league grand final preview, Desi V. Walsh. We're going to have a look into that game. Uh, the hot topics of the week, a few sit starts with uh, squads pretty deep this round again. Round 24 trades and skippers and a few social questions to wrap it up. Guys, the SC Playbook in-house league, a quest for back-to-back titles. It's growing a league. We're down to the gap between us and first is a 2.4 average uh, per round. So closing that in and hopefully we can go back to back there, but still a bit of work to do. Uh, and guys, if you haven't followed us on our socials at all, Facebook, Insta, Twit- yeah, Twitter, SC Playbook 1 we are. So if you're in a position to, to jump on and give those a follow, it would be much appreciated. Uh, Spy, what's happening, mate? Boys, that's actually my biggest motivation at the moment to help get the boys up to number one back to back in the old ten team league. So I'll do my best and, and keep the good fight alive um, for everyone involved. Yeah, we're coming home hot. We're, we're ready to rock, uh, guys. Let's get stuck into the team news this week. And whilst after an absence from the show, we throw in plenty at you, mate. Love the footy input. And the first one is a big one. It's the, in my opinion, the game to target for head to head grand finalists this week. And it is Jerome Luai making an early return from injury. Obviously, that seems pretty beneficial to the left edge at the Panthers. What impact does this have on the Panthers against your beloved Warriors, mate? Um, to your Tottos, to both edges. Uh, how do you see that one playing out? Yeah, I mean, it's a bit hard to know what's going to happen after the weekend because it was such a blowout weekend. There's some sides which, you know, you think, um, how are they going to come back from it? Uh, there's not like I mean they can't get any worse like West Tigers and to a lesser extent probably Warriors and and that sort of thing so um, but then they got a front up against Penrith at Penrith which is always a tough ask and their line speed at the moment I, I, I imagine Jerome Luai makes a big difference to a lot of Supercoach players uh, you know I've still got Taylor May and Isaac Tungo and um, I'm considering playing them this week. Uh, at this stage, they're not in my side, but um, I think that's probably the big thing, opening up that left-hand side again and that game without without Cleary there. There's a couple of games without Cleary might really open up the scoring opportunities for those left-handed, left-hand side uh, Penrith players. Yeah, I'm with you. Spy, <clears throat> it is a very relevant one this week, Lil' Eye back because of the edges there. It's been – we've seen the edges quickly, To'o, Taylor May, Isaac Tungo to a lesser degree – Probably in less quality ball without their the main halves in play there for the Panthers. But in this big week in head-to-head final or grand finals, I should say, it, it's significant. And I would be playing every one of my Panthers players, in particular those backline players, um, without even question. That'd be my first pick in my side, uh, despite a few down weeks. How do you see it? Because Walsh said that he's sort of tossing up a little bit. I agree for sure. I own... Um... Taylor May and I had an eye on this game. Can't wait to use him. And the fact, the fact Luai's back is a massive one just to open up. He also loves just some early out the back ball um, just to give them a bit of space. So that'd be good. Good for Tungo as well. And then on the other side of the, the ground, hopefully Brian Toa can get across for a, for a much needed four-pointer. Um, but certainly against the Warriors, they've had to go to North Queensland, then down to Penrith. Uh, it's a pretty tough test for a 
a mob who are probably lacking a bit, bit of motivation before a big last game next week when they get back home. So, yeah, happy to own the Penrith boys this week. Whilst you mentioned you, you are tossing up whether to play them or not, and, and I suppose that's your Taylor Mays. I don't know if you're Brian Toto or Isaac Tungo owner, Viliami Kickhouse. Why the reluctance on them guys uh, in this game that, that looks like one of the better fixtures of the weekend for super coaches? Oh, I wouldn't. Yeah, like I wouldn't say if I was looking at it objectively, probably wouldn't be reluctant at all. But, I mean, I don't generally like to rail against my team to get, you know, um, minced by another team. Like, you know, just absolutely sort of towed up. So because they're playing the Warriors, I sort of, I just don't feel, you know, happy about throwing them in the team, which sounds really weird. But at the end of the day, we're all a fan of a team and you boys in Canberra and sometimes that can affect it as well. And um, like I have actually, the other reason is like I have pretty good four options um, for center wings, you know, like, and at the moment I'm probably considering like, do I play Mulatalo, um, Suwali, Joe, like Joey Marnie, you just have to play. Um, and then there's another player that I've got in there that I have to play as well. So um, I guess Joey, Joey Suwali is a big one. Like I think people would expect, you know, probably the conservative approach would be to not play him, but I'm thinking I'm going to play him against Melbourne. No, fair enough, mate. Uh, Lindsay Collins and uh, Taukiaho also back for the Roosters, playing off the bench or named to return off the bench. Very, very big impact for those fellas. CC for Talakai Desi is finally back in the mix for the Shark. He's very patient. Talakai owners, he might even be one. I think the Spy might be one too. Uh, have you got him in your side, and is he a sit or a start against the Doggies this week? Yep, I do own Talakai, and yeah, I mean, if you if you still have him, you have to play him for this, right? Like, we've mm. held him this long. Uh, he's in your team in the first place to get you that big, the big, like, 150, which he can produce. Um, yeah, and obviously, he's had the time off to get his injury right, so I'm expecting a big score. I'm 100% going to play him. I'd be doing the exact same, mate, if I were you. Tavita Pangai Jr. out for the Bulldogs. Not overly significant, but it is good, I think, probably for Max King and his minutes, even with Luke Thompson back starting at lock for the Doggies. Uh, whilst one of your boys, Nelson Asafa Solomon, you touched on, not on the podcast, but I think in your article and, and even in our SC Playbook chat, uh, about about Big Nass playing a bit more of an edge role in the absence of Felice Kafusi. He's played massive minutes. I think it was 65 and 70 minutes. He had a ton there and a 70 or an 80 or something. Felice Kafusi back in. Um, do you see Asaf Solomona playing any edge role still? Because he's a serious super coach, super pod consideration for the final two weeks. But I, I fear that with Kafusi back, he goes back to that straight middle. Yeah, I think you're probably right, Timmy. I think he does. But um, they would have that in the back of their mind of how destructive that he was. and. Mm. You know, if they get some matchups, they might be prepared to put him out there at some stage. Um, Kafusi was playing pretty good footy at times this year as well, like hitting holes like I hadn't seen him hit for a fair few years and, and scoring some tries as well. So, I mean, he's going to be hard to handle as well because he's a, he's a big body. But, yeah, just Nelson, he is just a massive human and he just he just loves steamrolling people. Like he's an injury machine. He just creates so many injuries. So, which is not like, yeah, I mean, it's not good to see, but he's just such a powerful, dynamic human. Spy, what are you th- your thoughts on Asaf Solomon? Because with, I mean, looking ahead to next year, I mean, it's only been two games. He probably stays in that middle role, but as Walsh touched on, he has been destructive. With Kenny Bromwich leaving, with uh, Felice Kafusi leaving, both going to the Dolphins, fired. if he became an edge player playing 70 to 80 minutes a game, he could be anything in Super Coach. 100%. Um, poor old Ezra Mam last weekend, who's a, a very good defender, but he's 19 years old and he's just getting massacred by Big Nelson. Um, he had a crack, though. At one point, his shoulder nearly fell off, <laughs> um, but he kept coming. Um, it actually surprised me. I know you've got to obviously get Kafusi back in there some, somewhere, especially defensively, but the way that's working for him, I'd, I'd expect him to spend some time on an edge and attack at least, surely. Um Belly Ake will have a game plan around that. Maybe Kafusi defends there and Nelson shifts water and attack, especially inside the 20 or something like that. But so damaging, you, you couldn't ignore it, surely. Yeah, interesting to see. And a bit of a super pod flyer if anyone wanting to roll the dice on the big boy. 
Uh, Isaac Thompson replaces Jackson Borlo after a bit of a Barry Crocker on the weekend. He'll bounce back from that one, Borlo, uh, and hopefully features in the finals for the Bunnies at some stage. Spy, the big one that I believe affects you, it is Hamso Tabuai Fido coming in at fullback for the Cowboys. Tommy Dearden busted a nut on the weekend. He drops out of the team, might not be back until finals, and Scotty Drinkwater moves to 5'8". How do you feel about this ahead of two tough matchups, drinking at 5'8", as opposed to fullback? Yeah, NRL-wise, it's exciting. Get to see a bit of Hammer playing some 80-minute footy against a, a decent side. Um and then Drinky at 5'8", he, he'd be really good to watch an attack. And it will test him defensively, but he may have grown up a little bit physically this year. So it'd be good to see. Super coach wise brilliant for hammer owners if you do want to th- roll the dice uh, on a fullback there. But Drinky, I'm not not 100% sure. I probably prefer him roving around with a bit of space, to be honest, at fullback. Uh, he probably runs the ball, or he definitely runs the ball more at fullback as well. Uh, this will probably cost him tackle busts, but it will bring his kicking game into play, repeat sets, tries tries off kicks, that sort of thing. Uh, from a personal point of view, I'm actually pretty keen to play Cherry Evans this week against Canberra, so Scotty might be the one to drop out uh, with a slightly tougher matchup there. Um, and I think at 5'8", I'd, I'd put it like this, I'd prefer him at fullback, but I don't think it's a, a dagger by any means at 5'8". He'll get his hands on the ball plenty and do a bit more kicking as well. Tell you what, uh, Keon Kaloma-Tungi running at Scotty Drinkwater. Uh, there's a good matchup if I've ever seen one. One for the halfback podcast. Tune into that one. Uh, inevitably, if I'm tipping it, it'll probably be wrong. But, geez, that looks mouth-watering for him. Guys, if you've ever been wondering whether you can really afford to buy that new car or even thought you need some extra cash to help take your business to the next level, whatever the goal might be, Pat and George from Mortgage Choice are here to help you know your numbers. They have 35 different lenders on their panel. The boys will find the perfect solution for any type of loan. Flick them a message via their Instagram at Pat and George Mortgage Choice or give them a call on 02-9521-1611. Don't forget, mention the special code SC Playbook for your free numbers consult. They had their info evening last week that we've been promoting on the podcast. Plenty of the SC Playbook faithful turned out for that one. It was a great night had, so do not hesitate to get in touch with those fellas if you're in that position. Boys. Head-to-head SC Playbook Grand Final Preview. Desi v. Walsh. Walsh, Desi, should I say, has got the uphand in the overall rankings in the top 200. Walsh was around about uh, 1,200th. You both said you've got a couple of trades left each that you're sitting at this point looking like holding off and waiting another week. Um, we will chat through the teams and a few different things. Your skipper choices, where we're at. Desi. How do you feel your position coming into this one? Are you going to continue your tear and just knocking up off big dog after big dog? Or has Walsh got you a bit worried? Yeah, his team is actually like pretty strong. He's got a good good side there and a lot of players that I don't own. So there is quite a few differentials. It could go either way. It really is a coin toss. Um, I wouldn't mind Walsh getting a bit of revenge on me. You know, he probably deserves it. Um, but yeah. Obviously, I think I think you own Talakai as well, don't you, Walsh? Yeah, I think I'll probably play Talakai, to be honest, because um, he's well and truly overdue. Yeah, so that's probably one player we can scratch off. Um, but yeah, there, there'll be plenty of differentials, and I, th- I assume it's going to go down to the wire. Now- Boys, just having a quick look at the clash here. It's um, Walsh has got Tungo. Taylor May, yeah, and Taylor Kai. That's some pretty juicy centers um, for a clash with your beloved Warriors, mate, but you might have to play them uh, despite the loyalties and see if you can get the win over Desi. Yeah, I might have to, Spy, but um, I don't know. At this stage, they're not in my team. Uh, like, I'm running with the center wing of Joey Manu, Suwali. Who else have I got in there? Um, and Mulatalo. And Val Holmes, so uh, it's pretty. Yeah, it's it's pretty hard at this stage, like to know what's the right sit starts. It's it's killed me all year, but um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I'm uh, I'm pretty keen for it. Hey, Whilst- just a little bit under the radar there. He's uh he's just not giving too much away, and you love to see. <laughs> Desi, well, I'll touch on a few of his. What are the big sit starts that you're considering at this point? Uh well I've got I've got guys like Offen Gowie um and Tumbalolo up in up in my uh, front row and second row and yeah I'm I'm kind of just considering playing D Brown and Cherry Evans 
um, Tedesco and Talakai as my four reserves and kind of just lock them in, you know? Like, the the halves position has been one that I've probably nailed most of the year, so I think I've got a back cherry in. He, he pulled 87 out of his ass somehow against the Sharks. I really don't know how he did it, so... Um, hopefully he can yeah put one on the Raiders and knock them out of the finals. Mm. It'd be a very funny one, Des. We talk about the difference between also watch yourself. Uh, the Raiders are still <laughs> top eight. A bit late to that one. Uh, a funny one in that comparison of overall to head-to-head. Desi, one of the best moves you've made in the back end of the season where uh, I know plenty of super coaches, myself included, have gone quite hard on, on Penrith players and held on to your Taylor Mays, your Brian Tottos, etc. You got rid of them, but the head-to-head grand final week when they get the match with the Warriors, they're the same blokes that could cost you a head-to-head title. And that is where it can be hard at times to, to focus on both overall and head-to-head. Um, what about, whilst you touched on, you look at holding trades this week. Now, as a bloke who's, you know, probably, as you said, shifted focus to head-to-head a little bit more than overall at the moment, what's the reluctance to do that? Is it just a case of you're happy with the squad you've got this week and you have to save them for next week? For an overall jump, maybe into the top one thousand, or where you're sitting. Yeah, look, every every player I looked at bringing in, I just didn't really think that they made that much of a difference. Um, yeah, it's a bit different to a few years ago when we were playing for a lot, a lot of cash. But I mean, there's no money on the line um, in this head to head between me and Desi. So effectively, I'm not going to try and cancel out his players. I could get in Latrell, but. Given a little side wager that me and Desi have got going at the moment, um, you know, Latrell v Tedesco, which I think he's ahead by about 80 or 90 or something. So um, we had a bit of a wager for the last uh, eight or nine weeks um, on who'd score more points. I, I, I'm, I'm inclined not to bring in Latrell. So, um, yeah, we'll just see what happens. I mean, you know, it should be good fun. And um, I'm hoping Tedesco can catch up a bit of that gap to uh, – to the trails, so I can get a bit, of, a bit of that money back that Desi owes me from 2019. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that bet, that bet's completely dead and buried. I think Latrell's just going to keep tonning up. Um, no matter who you put in front of him, he's just running over people. Yeah, you're not wrong, Desi. He's looking great. So, but yeah, I mean, it was um, we actually had we actually had a bet earlier in the year because we have a fair, obviously a fair bit of banter in um, in that chat that we have there. Um, and um, Desi said he he said uh, Randall that was playing dummy half for Newcastle was going to score over a hundred, and I said right, you know we'll have a hundred. I think we I think we had you know like a fairly sizable wager on it, and um, then uh, he conceded that bet, and then we went on to this one. We went a double or nothing. So this is a bit of a double or nothing bet. So, um, but he I, I certainly would not have picked the trail to be outscoring. Teddy and like what has it been? Desi did we did about about six weeks ago or something like that? I think so. Yeah, I think it was round seventeen. Yeah, during that so, round. Yeah, like it was just a straight head to head. We just said whoever scored the most points and like I mean I was counting on I was counting on the trail getting injured or suspended at some stage, but <laughs> he's he, he's he's had a pretty good I run. Like to be fair. Mm. Yeah, God. Uh, he's really, keeping his head. Yeah. Desi, looking at your sides, and it's funny what we spoke about you not having these Panthers players for the Warriors matchup, but on the flip side, you've also got Adam Dewey at centre and Zach Lomax, who have that great matchup against each other. I think that might be a Sunday afternoon game. Um, them two boys could nearly decide that fixture on Sunday afternoon because I don't think there's a stack of, of Supercoach relevant players. Uh, and you've stuck by them for a while, mate. Dewey's not been great. I know Walsh wasn't keen on him, obviously off-air, not being on the podcast the last few weeks. Uh, but Zachy Lomax is another one there who, if the Tigers the Tigers are depleted, they're massacred their side, uh, Lomax could have a field day for you. Yeah, those both those guys are just not in form, really. Like, Lomax has had, you know, he's, he's still averaging, like, a fraction under 60, but he's just, he literally just doesn't look good to me. Has an all-season... I think he's given away the most or he's had the most errors out of anyone in the NRL this season, which is just a crazy start. Um, yeah, he, does, he doesn't look good, does he? But the thing is, like, when you look at that West team that he's running up against, with all due respect, anyone who plays NRL, I'm not disrespecting them, but 
they ba- effectively got a couple of wingers playing centre. Now, yeah, when you look at what happened on the weekend, it didn't really hurt hurt them because I don't think either of the centres scored a try. Joey Manu or Momorowski. Momorowski might have got. Oh, sorry, uh, Hutchinson got one or two, but um, like most of the tries were scored in the back row. They didn't even get that far out. That's how much of a blitz it was. I mean, Nat Butcher scored four and Crichton scored two. So, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Boys, just uh, just before you carry on, there, there was a bit of Dewey disrespect there, and I just had to jump in. Uh, firstly, and I'll admit it, he had a he had a Barry Crocker on the weekend, a couple of ta- tackle efforts he he won't want to look back at, but just super coach wise because that's what we're here for. He's got a five round average of sixty six, and the Tigers ran all sorts. I believe the Tigers only have fourteen of their top thirty available. That's unbelievable. Like, that's actually not even a first-grade side you can pick. So, gee, they're, they're hanging on. But Dewey, he's the kind of bloke. He's he still scored 41 against the Roosters, They and they conceded 70, and he had a shocker. So, if he, against Saints on a Sunday, Arvo, uh, if they can get any sort of ball, he's the kind of bloke that could turn up easily. But hopefully, uh, for the Tigers fans, they can put in a bit more of a performance this weekend. But, gee, it's tough going with that roster and the outs they have at the moment. Now, Desi, you've said that uh, you're looking at, you know, obviously trying to crack the top 100 in, in the overall and still very focused on the overall race uh, along with the grand final. But, you know, if it gets to Sunday afternoon and, and you, you said you didn't want to use those trades, but Walsh has got you by a bit of a margin, are you going to be pulling the trigger on one of those to, to get an edge on him or are you sticking to your game plan? Uh, I think if I was going to use one of my trades, it would be to bring in like a bring back a Penrith player, maybe a Brian Toto. I mean, at 450k, he just seems like an absolute steal to me. He's not playing well, but um, he scored a double pretty pretty comfortably against the Warriors last time and tunned up. Um, so, yeah, if, if I did use one trade, it might be bringing in Taylor May or Brian Toto on, on that Friday um, fixture, but I don't think I'd use one to try and catch Wells. I think I'd just let him have the win. <laughs> well, you've got enough uh, strike power with Wymax and Dewey on the Sunday. You know that, that you you may not have to. <clears throat> and I think on the Panthers boys with Luai back, I, I like the left edge. I think that Tungo and Taylor May could be the go. Uh, and whilst on the flip side, you've also said you'll hold off. But mate, if you're uh, in a position where you're pretty comfortable over Desi, and and you've got Dewey and Zachy Wymax with you, well, you've, you're against both of them anyway. You don't want. To, I know you don't want either of them in your side. Uh, look, I, I actually, I actually don't mind Lomax. Like, if if I was going to buy two players to to cover myself with, it'd be Lomax and probably Cam Murray that Des has got that are um, unique players in our in our matchup. Um, but no, nah, I, I, I don't think so. Like, I think you know, it's a, it's a free throw at the stumps. I'm surprised that I got through to the final in such illustrious company. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's good to be against Desi and. If I was going to make one trade this week, and this is strange because I've sort of potted him as a – always rated him as an NRL player, but as a super coach player over the years, I've just been like, nah. I, I'd probably bring in Tino. I, I reckon, yeah, just the way they're, they're playing him a little bit like um, Nelson Asopa Solomona in this back half of the game. There's doesn't seem to be – I don't know what happened to Aaron Clark, but he's not around, you know, Shark in his minutes. So he's going he's, to play some big minutes. What's that, man? Clark's gone for the season, injured. He's out. Okay, he's out for the season. Well, that's you know that helps him massively. What, what do you reckon, Spot? Just the Titans run home's magic as well. Those those next two games are as good as you could get. So yeah, it's a good, great shout. Uh, while we're on this topic, Spot myself get to our hour moves a bit later on. But Desi, your captains for the week, mate. What are you looking at for this this fixture? Can you can you look past Nico Hines or where, where do you see it? No, I'm I'm just going to go the exact same as I did last week, which is uh, the vice captain on Munster. Um, I kind of like that fixture against the Reese's at Amy Park. Um, they'll they'll face a bit of an attacking team, you know, a, a team that can actually put points on them this week. It might shell shock them a bit. Uh, Munster's just he's looking so good. He's looking like you could you know. Um, Get, get Melbourne all the way to the final if he keeps playing like this. Um, and, yeah, Sion Hines, of course. I mean, you you really can't go past him. He's taking enough runs. He's scoring tries. Uh, he's he's roving left and right. He's just scheming, as Spy says. He's scheming 24-7. <laughs> yeah. 
So I think he's he's on for another big hundred, to be honest. In his first year at halfback in the NRL slash Supercoach as well, he's averaging like 86. What a season from Nico. Uh, well, sort of yourself, mate. Is it, can you look past Nico against the Bulldogs? Nah, it's a bit hard to go against Nico. I mean, he's just such an accumulator. Um, he's going to be one of the first players picked next year, I'd say. Um, and he'll be very, he'll be quite expensive. Um, but yeah, like for a vice captain, you need to be getting up pretty high. So I'd probably be looking at someone like Joey Manu or Tedesco. Um, you know, I, I do think it'll be a cracking game against Melbourne down in Melbourne. But the Roosters are hot, man. Like they are hot to trot. Like it's it's hard this year because like one week you just think South Sydney like. I watched South Sydney last week and I'm like, okay, I'm backing them to win the grand final and they're a bit off the ball. But the Roosters, they've been coming for a long time and Sam Walker's got his defence in order and he's taken a bit of a back seat. Like he's not doing those silly plays as much now and Kiri is really coming to the fore. So um, I expect them to roll over Melbourne. I really do. Wow, big call. I'm going the complete opposite direction. I think Melbourne will come out and... And shock them a bit. Yeah, um, oh, don't get me wrong; it'd be a good game, but I just think they're going too well. I mean, you look at their bench; they got Taukayaho and Lindsay Collins come onto the bench now. I mean, man, like that one to seventeen, that side—that is a cracking side. That is going to be an absolute belter of a game, lads. We'll leave that there for now. I might throw some polls out across socials during the week, get people's votes. Might try to get the teams out there as well. See who they reckon will take home the head-to-head title spy. Who have you got in this clash? Yeah, I was going to say, before you move on, we better give our expert tips here, knowing the boys so well. And look, to me, as an analyst, um, I don't feel like either of them really want this. Walsh isn't willing to do what he needs <laughs> to do against the Warriors. Des is feeling some sympathy, so it's going to be a tie. Oh, imagine yeah, that would cause some drama. But with you, not a lot of malice in there, but the, I'm with you. I reckon what you, you touched on before, Spy, the boys just keeping the cards a little close to their chest. They say they're, they're not doing this and they're doing this, but yeah, we'll, we'll see how that unfolds over the weekend when the chat heats up. So Definitely watch the markets on uh, on Top Sport because if things start to change, you'll know moves are afoot. <laughs> Fellas, let's get stuck into our hot topics for the week. And the first one is Alex Johnston, most traded in player, Two really difficult matchups against the Cowboys, uh, and then, but it is in Sydney, and then against the Roosters, uh, a tough one there. Look, I think probably most people have looked at the Bunnies run home and, and AJ's low floor spy and just sort of said he's got too many low scores in him, but the way that left edge is going at the Bunnies, it's back to peak form, off the back of Luttrell, Cody, Cam Murray, uh, you know, is it time to get AJ in or does he, with those tough games, does his floor still scare you? How frustrating is it? He, um, I owned I owned AJ last year, like the whole season, and I had him for top try scorer as my own personal punt. And this year, I just couldn't fully get round South um, halfway through the year, as a lot of us couldn't. And they just keep making a mockery of me. Uh, so fair play to them. Uh, it's actually really good for the game. Gee, they're good to watch. Uh, you, good to see Cody back in form. Didn't you bring him in for like three weeks or something? Who's that? AJ. Johnson. I actually had him this year, and I punted him when Latrell got hurt. Um, so I would have held him for the year, but I punted him. I needed that Latrell combo, and then by the time it came back around, somehow I've just got stuck with these centers I loved, and then now they're just <laughs> not doing the job for me. So the tide's turned. But um, AJ, he's killing it. Uh, would you get him? Yeah, I, I, I don't mind it. I said last week he probably wouldn't get more than one try. I thought he might just get one, but he scored another double against Penrith, three line breaks, nearly got a ton. So no reason he can't keep doing it. Um, they're just humming. Um, yeah, don't mind it. Valentine Holmes is the second most traded in off the back of a ton whilst uh, you have a, a bit of a, being a, living up in Queensland, a bit of a soft spot for the Cowboys. You seem to watch them pretty closely. 118 last week against your Warriors. The two weeks prior to that, 36 and 37 points. With that tough draw for the Cowboys coming up, do you think Val's a buy at pretty high ownership this week or would you be looking elsewhere? No, oh, I don't think he's a buy. Like, I've got him and I'm sort of, you know, now that you boys are talking about those Penrith players, like he'd be one of the blokes that I'd consider sitting. 
you know, like even before Suwali, just because he's a bit of an accumulator too. But, I mean, and I think Desi will back me up here. I want to know his thoughts. But, like, the Cowboys have overachieved. So have the Broncos, like, massively to get there. And sometimes when teams overachieve, they they hit their peak fairly early in the season. I'm not saying that the Cowboys have, but I, I really question their ability to win games outside of Queensland. Like, their draw has been insane. Like, the draw they've had, you know, like, they've played a lot of games in Queensland and I was just going through and having a look at some of the games that played outside of Queensland and there's a significant drop in their output, I believe. I haven't been through all of them, but I know they got they got beaten by the Warriors in New Zealand and that sort of thing. So, yeah, I don't know. What do you reckon, Desi? You, you're not a Cowboys fan, eh? Yeah, Val Holmes, <laughs> I, I tell you what, he scares me not owning him. Um, you know, I had to head, even against us, he's, he's pretty much the only one exception um, that I'd say that I regret not getting from the Cowboys this season because, um, you know, D-Bags is kind of matched matched drink water in that 5-8 role pretty well. Monsters outscored him. So, uh, yeah, Val, he's – I would be playing him, put it put it that way, if I owned him. He's, he's averaging pretty pretty well, better than most players at the moment in centre. Um and he's yeah he's got the, he's got a nice floor on him even against South I, I can see him going sixty seventy pretty comfortably. Tass seems to defend quite well though. Like I'm actually been quite impressed with him. I think he comes up against Tass, whereas like on Campbell Graham's edge, like Campbell Graham's a good defender, but he he struggles a little, a little bit, like in terms of like that edge does. So maybe that was Paulo, and now he's out. But I don't know. What do you reckon, Spot? Yeah, he's got, um, if you have a look this week, it'll be Campbell Graham back on the right edge and Val attacking on their left. So they'll, uh, he'll actually come up against Campbell Graham. What I, Des, Des touched on Val. His, his floor's so good because he's always in, in amongst the action. He offloads a lot. He can tackle bust. He doesn't miss many conversions. So he's, he's another of those. There's about four centers this year I haven't been able to get and it's killing me. He's just going so well. But I would suggest... Last week was the time to definitely grab him before that easier matchup, and he scored 118 or something. So you can certainly antipod from here, but if you own him, I think he's certainly a decent play, depending on your bench options. You've certainly got a call to make. And just just on the Cowboys, here's a thought for you. Personally, I think maybe they're a year or two away from what they, what they probably will be because they're quite a young side, but they might not have to play any more games outside of Queensland until the grand final. They get the first one at home if they finish top two. If they win, they get the next one week three. So they might only have to come to Sydney once for once for an ambush on grand final night. So you never know, but they are a young squad. It'll be interesting to see how they go. Yeah, see that one pans out. They uh, the Sharkies have two soft games and the Cows have two tough ones. They then play the Panthers in round 25. So I think they'd probably have to win both of those to get that home semi. We'll see how, yeah. how it plays out. But... Yeah, I'm a, I'm a bit with you, also. I'm a little... If I'm going to sit anyone of the big guns this week, it might be Val Hove. I'm a little bit worried. I don't know how Tommy Dean being out on that left edge. I, I know Drinky's a, a really, really good ball player. But, you know, it's, it's just... It changed up the, the whole dynamic of that edge. And there's just a few signs, despite touch on Campbell Graham, that make me a little bit wary. And I think most people will play him. So I don't mind the edge part of not playing him, Spy. I'll just tell you one thing. If I if I'm Walsh and I've got Taylor May versus Valentine, I'm certainly playing someone like May versus the Warriors, no doubt at all, with that matchup. Yeah, hundred percent on that one, boys. Joe Tappany, third most purchased. Dave Feeder, fourth most purchased. Desi, I, I don't think you probably argue too much on those two. Fifi, you know, he's pretty reliant on those attacking stats that he's got the last two weeks. But the Titans have great matchups, so that they both look solid enough buyers, don't they? Uh, I I kind of lean the other way on both those guys. I I I'm not so sure on them. Fafita, he's just I don't know. I've, we've owned him for the last you know five or six weeks, and he's only done it in the last sort of two games where he's come out and scored scored a try. Um, he's still just not really getting that much good attacking ball. They're not putting him through holes close to the line. He's running a lot of decoys still. He still just annoys me watching the Titans games. Um, I, I honestly wouldn't recommend buying for feeder. He just um, and Tarpany as well. He he would have got fifty five without that try assist. Um, so he's only going one point a minute. Um, I, I just I don't think he's got that massive ceiling that you're sort of chasing at this time of year. Yeah, 
fair play, mate. Uh, what about the Parramatta halves? Walsh, Mitchie Moses, sixth most purchased. Dylan Brown off the back of his big 130. I believe you're already an owner. The Eels have Brisbane at Suncorp this week, and then I'll find out who it is, but I think they have a, a toughish game. It might be Melbourne in round 25. Um, are these blokes that if you were not owner, you'd be looking to bring in? Yeah, I think you would, actually. Um, yeah. They're playing the Bronx. You know, the Bronx, for mine, um, will struggle to, to keep an eight spot. Um, no Carrigan this week. There's no team changes apart from Branko Lee in for um, Deloise Hoiter, I think, um, which is, is an upgrade, but it's not It's not what – like, I mean, Melbourne were outstanding and, and, and Para aren't going to be that good, but I expect Parramatta, if Parramatta turn up, and that's the big if every time Parramatta runs onto the field, but if they turn up the way they can, like, they will just storm through the Broncos. You know, because they're too physical um, and they can be relentless. Like um, the the weird thing about Parramatta is they just haven't done it against, you know, they haven't they haven't done it with the consistency that they've needed this year to get that top four spot. So, but I expect them to do it this weekend. Desi Jack Bird, can't believe I'm saying his name this late in the season as a buy candidate. But he's the seventh most traded in, the, in player off the back of two big scores, 131 against the Titans, 98 against the mighty Canberra Raiders. Uh, game's coming up against the Tigers this week. Looks a good matchup. He is back at centre. And then he plays the Broncos in round 25. Any love for Jack Bird? Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd kind of probably, uh, I'd say Bird is a better buy than both of um, Fafita and Tarbany, honest to God. I think he's... He's got a bit more fizzazz about him at the moment. He he looks like he wants to score tries and set them up. So uh, I wouldn't knock anyone getting Jack Bird in at the moment. Chase the fizzazz. Uh, whilst Isaac Tungo, sixth most sold player this week. Now, I know we've spoken about the Panthers outside backs, but, you know, we're, we're chatting and sitting starch. You, you couldn't be selling him, could you? Sold for who? You'd, yeah, like that's how, that's oh, the yeah. thing. Like, I mean... His price has gone down a bit, so like either money have in the bank, like they must have money in the bank. It's like he's four hundred and eighty eight thousand. Like who are you going to get for that? It's just, it's interesting to me, like that he would be up there in the most sold because, like clearly they're active players still because they're they're making trades, but it makes no sense. Like playing outside Kikau and Luai Luai back, it's going to be a left dominant um, attack, and you know the Warriors. Yeah, their resistance was, you know, like pretty feeble, really, like last week. So you'd hope they can get themselves up for it. But, I mean, they don't have a lot to play for. And like Spy said, they're probably setting themselves for the last game at home. Spy, staying on the theme of the Panthers and that matchup, I know we spoke about it a fair bit, but there's one bloke who is not in the most traded in, he's not highly owned, but one that I thought was maybe worth mentioning for those uh, that might – be sitting in a head-to-head grand final and thinking they're underdogs and might need something special. And it's Stephen Crichton, uh, who obviously on the right edge for the Panthers, goal-kicking, gets the nice matchup. Warriors this week, any love for Stephen Crichton or would you be looking at the, the more tried and tested Panthers players such as, well, I mean, Taylor May, Brian Tottos, Isaac Tungos this season? There's definitely love because he'll be goal-kicking. So if they can put a cricket score on, if he can kick a bunch of goals and be in the attack as well, then, yeah, I like him this week. Um, there are some good centre matchups sort of across the weekend, which might make it not worth grabbing him. But if you've got a fourth centre sitting there in a head-to-head grand final and you're not really keen on playing them, then maybe try to get him across to someone like Stephen Crichton. Um, he'll be in the action and he's goal-kicking. So, yeah, I like it. It'll be a real cheeky one. Uh, and then the lucky last in the hot topics, again, not in the most traded players or, or the top ten for that matter, uh, but like I touched on last week, I was pretty keen on. Didn't have the trades up my sleeve. I only got one left to actually pull the trigger on it. But AJ Brimson was uh, back-to-back scores of 82 and 111, a three-round average of 87. Titans with a game against the Knights at home on the Gold Coast this weekend. And then your Warriors over at Mount Smart Stadium. AJ back into the halves the last three games. He's looked really good and one that I still think is a pretty good buy. What are your thoughts? Yeah, it's not a bad, not a bad shout. I mean, you know, Gold Coast are turning a couple of games 
against non-contenders into touch footy games. You know, that's what they do. They, they don't like tackling and if they get the other team into the swing of it, then it just becomes a scoring contest. It's not uh, it's not going to get you into the top eight. It's not going to win you an NRL grand final, but, geez, it produces a lot of uh, super coach points. So yeah. you have to realise it for what it is and that's what they're going to do. They're going to try and do that. I don't know whether they can do that against the Warriors, Warriors at home depending on the timing of the game, if it's like a 6 o'clock Friday game, it'll be wet and dewy. You know, it won't be suited to them at all doing that. But certainly, um, what time's the game this week against the Newcastle side? It looks like they're playing um, a 4 o'clock game. Yeah, that's perfect. Like at at Seabus Super Stadium, the best surface in the NRL from my opinion, the surface to play on, not the ground, but, like, the surface is unbelievable. So, I mean, they got too many points for the Knights, you'd think. Round 24 trades and skippers. Desi, whilst we've chatted about yours quickly, Spy, I assume you're going, Nico, what are your plans for this week? Mate, it's two weeks out, and I would like to do something a little bit, not rogue, just to calculate a gamble, just to try and try and get a bit of a kickstart and end on a massive high. Uh, but it's very hard to go past Nico. I will keep my options open this weekend. Could do something crazy like go a Taylor Mayer's skipper versus the Warriors. Maybe he gets three or four, but it's hard to go past Nico Hines. I'll definitely VC Taylor May. Uh, the other one I actually don't mind, but just with the Tigers having basically no players, I'd like to captain Dewey, but he, they just, he probably just doesn't have the support this weekend to get it done, but it's a good matchup. So I'll keep my options open late, but I think hard to go past Nico Hines at this stage, but we'll see how we go. Yep, nice, mate. One trade left for the Stallions. I'll be saving that to avoid any potential auto-emergency next week. A lot of the better Supercoach players have quite tough matchups this week, looking at Storm players, Roosters players, uh, and a few others there. VC for me will likely be Taylor May and my captain, Nico Hines. Desi, question from Blake Holt. He says, Nofaluma, Jack Bird, or Stephen Crichton this week for Joseph Suwili'i. So surely he says he won't be playing him against the Storm. So regardless if you think he's a hold or a sell, which one of Nofart, Bird and Critter would you be buying for Suwili? Oh, it's got to be Critter with that matchup. He could kick, you know, 10, 15 goals if they put, you know, 50, 60 points on them. Um, and if he scores a couple, he could, he could go absolutely massive. In fact, I'm like almost considering trading him in for someone like Kiraz and playing him. Even nice. chucking chucking a VC on Someone like Stephen Crichton could be a massive move. Could be a huge move. Uh, Walsh, question for Matty O'Sullivan. DCE, biggest conundrum for the remainder of the year. I sat in this week, regrettably. Do we play him the next two weeks? Uh, yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah, I'm not really sure on that. I, I, I don't tend to buy DCE because he's rocks or diamonds um, when it comes to sort of um, super coach. So I would probably be leaning towards sitting him if he had someone better on the bench, yeah. I own him and I will be playing uh, off the back of what the Raids dished up against the Knights last weekend there. They've mm. been pretty consistent the last couple of months, but they were really disappointing against the Knights despite getting the win. But honestly, I, I couldn't uh, begrudge anyone for sitting in this week if you've got a pretty stacked squad. I just I just think he is in everything for Manly. And I, well, he's got a good season on him, so I'll be chasing. Oh, him. Timmy, I've got to say, it's a tough time to be a Raiders fan too. I mean, like everyone's talking about the the, the draw they have left, and they just have to get the job done, and they go and dish up that shit they tossed up the first half against Newcastle, and nearly like blow it. Um, thank you know, thank goodness they got a razzin at halftime from Ricky and came out, and and they were able to you know get that game back against a, 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 a like a, a um, low confidence. Night side, but yeah, they're every chance of blowing it. They're every chance of blowing it, Spy, I reckon. I'll tell you what, Walsh has just come in hot there and then realised they're actually a pretty red-hot chance of the eight and just covered himself late that it might be hard to make it. No, no, I, look, I, 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 that's, <laughs> what that, that's what I'm saying. It'd be a hard watch if you were a Canberra fan. Oh. Yeah, I suppose it's better than being like one of the other fans that aren't in the in the bottom, you know, bottom seven teams, but they're not going to make it an easy watch for you, boys. Oh. Mate, you don't follow if you're a Raiders fan, you don't follow them for eighty minutes of consistency week in, week out. I'll give you the tip. If we cost us our seat, our chance at the top eight by losing to the Knights, it would have been so killer. To see if we can leap from the Broncos in round twenty five in the finals, it would be one of the sweetest moments I've ever seen in rugby league. 
but still a bit planned out before that. Uh, we do need results to go our way, obviously. <clears throat> Spy, Taylor Goodall. Good man, Goodall. Would you consider a straight C on Taylor May against the Warriors when you have a turd as an AE? Bracket, Hammer off the bench. So since that, since this question's come through, Hammer's been named to start. Uh, but on Taylor May, is he a bloke that you consider a straight C on this week, particularly with Jerome Luai back? Firstly, I thought you were going to ask if I was going to captain Goodall, and I panicked. I didn't know who it was. But it's, it's, it's one of the boys riding in. Um, I've, I'm considering it, yes. Um, if you need a Hail Mary play, that's a perfect one to do. Um, we will see how bold I'm feeling Friday night at about 5.50. I wouldn't advise it for anyone that's in a, in a good spot, but it's a Hail Mary type thing you could do if you want to have a crack. VC otherwise. Jesse, it's been a lot of Panthers chat on this one, and I think one of the big winners out of Jerome Luai back looking into this week is Viliami Kikau. And Dom Harper asked, see on Viliami Kikau. Well, oh, I wouldn't recommend it. Um, even even if he does score, you know, one or two tries, I don't think he's going to go any higher than 100. I don't think he's mm. really done that all season, and he's been playing really well all season. Um, he's been looking really threatening, so it wouldn't surprise me to see him go in for a double. But I still think Nico Hines, if you have him, you, you're going to get more points out of him than Kikau. I think the other concern with Kikau, and if you're looking at Penrith players and their forwards, if they do jump out to a lead, Kikau's probably one of the first blokes that gets a rest in this game, along with probably Api Coruscant, and there's a couple of others. So I would be targeting my trades towards the backline players in that one. Whilst Adam Pearson, head-to-head grand final, you can have one of the following players. Who would you be getting in this week? Fermor, Tapani, Kikau, Dewey, or Madikavalu, who we haven't spoken about. Oh, jeez. I, I actually don't mind Madikavalu as a, as a yeah. um, left field shout. You know, like the Sharks are really tuning up for the finals and the Bulldogs, I mean, I expect them to be better, but again... They don't have a lot to play for. So, yeah, Ikebala is a good shout. Yeah, very, very cheeky one. So glad he threw that one in there. Uh, Spy, we'll wrap it up with one more, and I thought it was relevant to you. And you said you you might look to get a bit cheeky with your, your final trade in, in a bid to ra- rake in a few ranking spots. Uh, and the question is from Hayden Montison. Thoughts on my last trade being drink water to Brimson against Newcastle as a pod? Yeah, I like it. I've already had a look at the drink water trade option, considering they play Penrith next week, and I quite like it. The only reason I wouldn't be trading drink water this week myself is because Dewey would flip back to my bench, and then I probably couldn't play him, and I want to play him this weekend. But yeah, I don't mind it. Um, just check who who Brimson would replace. If it's just going to be a straight swap for drink water, then don't mind it at all. I think it's a good play. Right, that play for sure. Boys, let's wrap it up for the grand final head-to-head edition of the NRL Supercoach SC Playbook Podcast. Uh, Wells, good to have you back, mate, and good luck in the grand final against Desi Boy. Yeah, thanks, Timmy. Look forward to uh, finally meeting you boys in person in Sydney in a in about a month's time. So excited about it. We've got Wells coming down, and oh boy, yeah, good. that one, I'll tell you what. Uh, Desi, likewise, mate, good luck in the big one and also in your, your hunt for the top 100. Cheers, boys. Good luck, Wells. Spite. Cheers. Cheers, boys. Have a cracker. Righty, guys. Thanks for tuning in. And if you are still alive, good luck in your grand finals this week.